Hello, and welcome back to the Performance Cycling Podcast Prem Lap. I'm Todd Norwood here with Jason Hammond, my co-host. Hey, Todd. How's it going? Going well. What's on deck today, Jason? So today we're going to talk about the changes that USA Cycling has made to their upgrade rule set or you know upgrade process for specifically the changes are mostly for road and cyclocross. Um, so let's just go over them and then uh, I can give my opinion as the, the angry cat one because uh, sort of the, the idea is that it is a little bit easier to upgrade and that could potentially devalue some riders, you know, perception of, of their hard work to get their license. We'll jump into it. So to start the one big change for cat five is now it's actually called novice. So we can't make fun of cat fives anymore in the same way. Um, we now have to make fun of the novice category. And the other change is that you can upgrade at will to Cat 4. So this is to help those Cat 5s who, you know, maybe they have a background in triathlon, maybe they have a background in running, and they come in and they they wipe the floor on the other Cat 5s. And you we, we want to let them move up because that could really ruin the first race day for some kid or some adult who, you know, I just want to enjoy my first race. And then uh, someone, you know, blows by them and, and, you know, laps the field. And so hopefully we can get those people further up in the ranks sooner. Only, only if I had that when I started, because I'd done years of mountain bike racing and, you know, luckily I got to count my collegiate races, uh, cause that's self-selecting. I got to count that as my part of my 10 to upgrade from five to four. So I think I might have only did one or two actual fives races, but yeah. I would have loved, I would have loved that, um, had I had the opportunity at that point. And, and so something we have to realize is they, there is a intentional, it's intentionally difficult to upgrade because they want to make sure you really have the experience you need to move up. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are grumpy about the, the 10 race rule, but I think it was good because it really said you have to show that you can make it through 10 races and you can finish all of them before we let you start to race at higher competency and difficulty levels. No, I, I think that's fair. And I think it's you know also reasonable to make an exception for those who have experience in other areas, right? Be it mountain biking or sure. cyclocross yep. or what have you. So the next change that they're making is there's no difference in points awarded based on distance. So previously it was uh, for each category, you had a road race length and a criterium length and um, essentially, if it was if it was a road race and it was shorter than the road race length, it could be counted as a crit. And if it was shorter than the crit minimum length, then it wouldn't count as an upgradable race. So the way that it works is you you know you say you get a top five, uh, you look at the chart, and depending on how many people were in the race, you get a certain number of points. And then that points number would change for road or crits. And now it's just one set based on the number of people in the race. And um, I think this part I don't agree with because what this does is it encourages more people to be, you know, criterium sprinters. Um, Normally the road racing length gives you more points. So there is a little extra value. There's a little more extra incentive to do well in your road race. And part of that also is if you're good at road races, there are less calendar opportunities to earn points. So you'll see some people who, you know, they're great sprinters or, you know, they're technically good in crits and they upgrade very quickly, but they don't have that same endurance capacity that a road racer might have. 
And I, I find this frustrating because at the national level, at the international level, uh, the United States has um, less than desirable, you know, road race level athletes. And it's frustrating because we're now continuing to incentivize criterium riders as opposed to incentivizing riders who would road race, which, you know, would allow us to show off at the highest level. I think that's a fair, a fair criticism. Um, so the next thing is um, all starters count instead of only people in your category or above. So previously it was if you were in a 3-4 race and you were a Cat 3, the only people that counted as the field size were other Cat 3s. And the main reason probably that they changed this is because it was always so difficult to count the number of people in your category if you were a Cat 3 in a Cat 3-4 race. And so they were like, it's fine. Just, you know, a field size is a field size. And if you do well, then, you know, you should be rewarded with upgrade points. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm going to be critical, it clearly to me, looking at the critical eye, those last two changes that you described are things that make accounting easier, right? Like the points are always the same. Okay, that's easy. And the field size is the field size. That makes your accounting for an upgrade super easy, right? How many people in the race? 50. Great. Right? Yeah. What that race was it? Doesn't matter. Okay, good. Points are X. Done. Uh, so like from an accounting standpoint, it's way easier for those who are keeping track of upgrade points to you know, make sure they're doing everything right. Yeah. And actually currently your application or, you know, previously your application was manually done. You manually submitted an application. And I guess this system could now help automate the, the detection of someone who is doing really well and hasn't been forced to upgrade. Because mm -hmm. once you earn a certain number of upgrade points in a category in, in a 12 month period, they're like, you need to move up because you're too good for this group. Yep. And so yep. this this could make it easier to detect those um, those individuals. Yeah, yeah yep. you could automate that, absolutely. And then uh, the next one is Cat 4 to Cat 3. Now you can do 20 pack finishes to get your Cat 3. And the biggest thing with that is, is there are way too many Cat 4s. And uh, there's also a lot of Cat 3s. Um, something that I noticed, especially uh, growing up in Pennsylvania, the the P12 field was you know moderate sized and then the cat 3 field and the cat 4 field were both 100 people and so when you have a total of 30 points for the entire 100 person field to divvy up to 8 of those 100 riders people just get stuck in the cat 4 field so mm -hmm. one way to alleviate that is they said okay if you finish in the pack 20 times you can get your cat 3 but once you're a cat 3 we only let you upgrade based on your performance so once you're your cat 3 you have to start winning races or podiuming or, you know, getting top tens at least in big races. So the, another change is that they now have 11 deep scoring for 70 plus rider fields. This was another issue was the biggest cap in number of points was for 50 plus rider fields. So that was frustrating because yeah, especially Pennsylvania, Boston, those areas, you'll have 125 riders in your cat three field and it would only go eight deep for a crit and it's like well how does anyone upgrade if you have to get you know a top eight out of 125 people so they added another category where it's now 11 deep for very large field sizes i think that's a reasonable accommodation though i don't see any fault with that yep and so the last thing i want to say is that um like i said the the big issue here is that um USA Cycling wants a pyramid with their categories. And this is really common in chess, which is a, a classic ranking system. There's also um, lot, lots of sports and lots of uh, also esports have 
um, rankings based on you know your quality level. And specifically, a lot of them will use ELO, which is a mathematical formula for determining how good you are based on who you've beaten and who you've lost to. And so you just you know put in your results against other people, and it it punches out this is how good we think you are, and it's some number. And the problem with ELO for USA Cycling is that uh, it breaks down when you have um, too many people in the field. So it's hard to quantify what 20th out of 50 means versus sports where it's like, um, you know, this soccer team beat this soccer team. That's a lot easier to mathematically quantify how good a team is based on right. the, you know, who they the beat. Head-to-head, the, the head-to-head matchups are very easy to work with as opposed to the, you know, one of many. Right. And so... You know, the goal, I think, for USA Cycling is to make a pyramid, and they want the Cat 1s to be, you know, the peak of the pyramid. But the question is, is the pyramid too broad? And we have this massive Cat 4 field. We have a pretty darn large Cat 3 field. And then the Cat 2 and the Cat 1 are are pretty small. Uh, And I think that the restructuring of this rule, what this does is it attempts to change the shape of the pyramid because it's it's just not quite working. We still want Cat 1 to be prestigious. But it's just a little too prestigious. If if you if it's too prestigious, then you can't get a Cat One race because there just aren't enough Cat Ones, you know, in in a certain region or you know in the country as a whole. Yeah, no, I think that's a a fair a fair assessment. And then the counter argument to this, which is interesting, and I, I'm not so sure I have a conclusion here, is um, regarding safety. So one thing that uh, top riders will say is. Well, if it's easier to upgrade, we don't know that they'll ride safely within our field. And I understand this argument. When you're racing in, for example, a Cat 1 only race, the you know the competency is really high. And you can guarantee that if you race aggressively, people know how to react safely. You have sort of permission to to do, you know, more extreme things and, you know, bumping's okay. You can, you know, cuz everyone has you're guaranteed to have this certain competency level and, you know, one of my old club teammates was saying, oh, I want to get my cat too. And then in the next sentence, he said, I've crashed in my last three crits. It's <laughs> it's sort of like, uh, should this guy be in the P12 field? Because, you know, in the P12 field, like we have expectations about your safety and about your, you know, your ability to control the bike. So there is a balance here that USA Cycling has to, you know, they have to figure out the right balance between, yeah, we want to have the pyramid shape you know, it seems like we need to push people up the rankings a bit more because the shape isn't quite what we want. But at the same time, they need to have the competency to handle that category. Or, you know, if they crash every race, they're not going to want to keep racing. Um, or, you know, they could also be a danger to other people in the race. So it's an interesting balance that they have to deal with. Um, not sure I have the answer. You know, I, I don't have, one, all the stats, two, the experience to necessarily know, you know, what the right balance is. But um We'll have to see how these changes affect, um, you know, the riders and, and the field sizes. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because many, many years back, they did uh, a similar thing or a different thing in, in recategorizing mountain bike. And I, I'll say I, I benefited from it. So they used to have basically five um, beginner sport expert, semi-pro and pro. And they, they got, they eliminated semi-pro. It, it was supposed to be kind of like, and in between, like it was kind of their idea of having like U23 almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, their upgrade criteria to pro were kind of tough. You, you know, it's like you had to score top five in so many national races or top three in a smaller number. There's only so many national races, so much you had to travel. 
so it was, it was pretty tough to like balance you got a lot of like so semi-pro i think kind of swelled like it wasn't you could get from expert to semi-pro much easier than you could semi-pro to pro so i think it, it sort of swelled that field and it didn't get the progression they wanted so mm-hmm. you had a lot of really strong riders in that field and only so many opportunities for them to upgrade kind of like your 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 problem with you know really large races and only going eight deep and so ultimately they dissolved that semi-pro and gave everybody the option to either go up to pro or down to expert um, based thing. It was a free choice, right? There was no, you know, assessment of your results. There was just like, here you are, you have the option. Like, uh, I, I want to say I was like 21, 22 at the time. Like, are you kidding me? Am I going to turn down a pro license? Like, <laughs> yeah. Heck no. And look, I got my butt kicked for, for any number of reasons. Um, but with mountain biking, it's different because after the first five, 10 minutes, it's pretty spread out. Right. And so you're not really, even if you're not, you know, the pack skills, that doesn't matter as much, right? Like that, that particular competency and that risk, um, is like in terms of endangering other riders is much, much lower in that part of sport. So I think it, it worked for them, um, in that regard. Yeah. And I think something you'll notice in collegiate races is, um, the cat ones, the, the one twos, cause, uh, collegiate is one, two, three. You'll notice some of the best riders will whip up the speed right away to try and ditch the cat threes and just just get them out of the race right away. So there there are ways to deal with riders who maybe aren't as strong. And like you said, Todd, it is important to remember that just because other people are cat ones doesn't mean you're stronger or less strong as a cat one, a cat two, whatever. At the end of the day, you need to race the race and you need to be fit. So uh, don't don't worry so much about your your category. Uh, I think it'll all. You know, it'll all be okay. And um, on, also on the topic of uh, different categories and upgrades, I think track cycling is is really weird with their upgrades because you need a certain number of Omnium wins. And uh, when I was a Cat 3, I think in one Omnium I got, you know, first, second, first in the three events. And the director of the Velodrome was, he was like, we need to get you out of this category. And I was like, that's the first Omnium I've won. Like, I need to win five of these or something. And he was like, no, like, come do the, you know, the pro races, get out of this category. And it's like, okay, well, you know, do the upgrades even mean anything in track? Um, and so, yeah, they're, I think uh, the upgrades are complicated. It's it's difficult to find the right balance. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how these changes uh, affect, you know, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Only only time will tell, and hopefully we'll use data to inform you know what the the next thing to do is. Yep. So um, that's our pre lap. Um, make sure you get out there and go ride your bike. <laughs>